Hi guys, Alana Terry here. You are listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. I am so glad you joined me, so grateful that you joined me, and I really hope that you've been encouraged and blessed by Season 3, Torn Asunder. Today is the very last chapter of Torn Asunder. Again, I hope that you guys have been blessed by this story. Stay tuned after the podcast, and I will let you know about some things coming up. So enjoy the very last chapter of Torn Asunder. Chapter 38 Simon couldn't take his eyes off her throughout the entire dinner. Mrs. Stern insisted on fixing a full feast in honor of their wedding. Their wedding. Had it really happened? He kept expecting to wake up again in a solitary confinement cell. What had he ever done to deserve such happiness? The stern sent them up to bed shortly after they ate, and while Hannah took a bath, Simon crept into the den, thankful to find Mr. Stern alone. "'Why aren't you with your new wife? It's your wedding night, you know.' Simon's face heated up at the directness of Mr. Stern's question, but he reminded himself he'd have to get used to Westerners and their outspoken nature. He kept his eyes down, but his voice was steady. I'd like to talk with you about America, about the church you mentioned earlier. Mr. Stern's mouth hung open for just a moment. America? You want to talk about America right now? Simon's blush deepened. It's just that we're married now, he tried to explain, but Mr. Stern interrupted. That's absolutely right. So why aren't you in bed right now with your bride? It was almost more than Simon could bear, but he forced himself to take a deep breath. I want to make sure my wife is safe, and that means we can't stay here and impose on your hospitality indefinitely. The police— Yes, the police. Mr. Stern's voice turned serious and low. He gestured for Simon to sit down. As it turns out, brother, we probably will have to find a new home for you soon. Simon leaned forward in his chair. When it was just Hannah here, we didn't have the heart to send her away or scare her unnecessarily, Mr. Stern explained. But we've been questioned, more than once. Simon nodded, but felt guilty that he was too concerned about finding a safe place for Hannah to fret much about the Stearns and their situation. Mr. Stern rubbed the back of his head. Since you've brought it up, I want you to know it's already something I've considered. In fact, I took the liberty of emailing that church in the States to see if they still need a Korean pastor. Simon nodded. He wondered if married life would always involve this flood of worries over his bride, and suddenly grew pensive. You don't think... He frowned as he tried to collect his thoughts. You don't think it would be taking the coward's way out, do you? He held his breath. Mr. Stern patted Simon's knee. Brother, if my wife or I went through half of the trials you or Hannah did, I can guarantee we'd be begging God for a plane ticket out of here. Sometimes you jump right into the fiery furnace because you know that's where the Lord's leading you. And sometimes you... Mr. Stern cleared his throat. Simon jumped to his feet. Even though he had just finished his first real meal in months, his knees felt weak. Hannah stood at the doorway, her hair flowing down to her shoulders. She smiled shyly. 
wondered where you went. Simon noticed the way she couldn't quite raise her eyes to meet Mr. Stearns, and he loved her all the more for it. He glanced at his mentor. You better get some rest, Mr. Stern told him. Simon couldn't be entirely sure in the dim light, but he thought Mr. Stern winked at him. We can talk more about it in the morning. Hannah slipped her hand in his as they walked down the hall to the room. Talk more about what? At first, Simon tried to make up something petty to tell her. This was their wedding night, after all. He didn't want her worried about raids or repatriation or leaving Yanji. She stopped at the doorway and brushed his cheek with her finger. After everything she had suffered, he wondered how her skin could still feel so soft. He reached up to hold her and winced as his shoulder protested from the pain. She put her arm around his waist, soft and strong. Her gaze was penetrating. Simon knew he couldn't hide the truth. I was talking to Mr. Stern about where we should go from here. He waited for Hannah to respond, but she was frozen at the threshold of the room, staring at the bed. He felt a quiet tremor run through her body. He took his gnarled, calloused finger and tilted her chin up toward his face. I love you, he whispered. I want to take you someplace safe, someplace where we'll never have to say goodbye again. Her features softened, and she shut the door behind them. The wind rustled through the garden. Simon took in a deep breath. How many times had he pictured it just like this in his dreams? How many days had he spent scaling impassable trails, his aching muscles fueled by visions of such bliss? It was all so perfect. Her head was resting on his uninjured shoulder, and even though her face was turned away, he could tell by her steady breathing she was asleep. Her. Hannah. His wife. Could it really be? He thought about yesterday morning, when that journalist offered to pay his fare the rest of the way to Yanji. All the young redhead wanted in exchange was for Simon to answer a few questions about life back home. Simon didn't tell him much. He didn't even mention he escaped from the gulags. Still, the journalist seemed thrilled to have a real-life refugee to interview, and Simon got his ticket to Yanji. To her. He could still recall her face exactly as she looked when he came around through the back gate. The hammock swayed, and he nuzzled the back of her neck. Was it really just a few weeks ago they were both condemned to death? It felt as if he was waking up from a strange dream. He still hadn't told her everything about his escape from camp and his journey north. Even over dinner last night, Simon had been too overwhelmed to share all of his story. But for the first time since he met Hannah, he realized he didn't have to rush. He would tell her everything eventually. They had all the time in the world together. There would be no more goodbyes. As Hannah dozed next to him, Simon regretted that he had to get up soon. A friend of Mr. Stern, a physician, was stopping by to look at Simon's bullet wound. Simon kissed the back of Hannah's neck, and she stirred beside him. Are you awake? he whispered. She rolled over to face him, and a pang sharper than anything he had experienced in Camp 22 pierced his heart. How could he protect her now that she had entrusted herself wholly to him? How could he keep from letting her down? How could he keep from failing?
Hannah smiled at him, and he kissed the tip of her petite nose. The garden door slid open, and they both scurried to sit up in the hammock, untangling themselves from the netting and from each other. Mrs. Stern came outside, balancing a paper fan and a tall glass of lemonade in one hand and a plate of brownies in another. "'Mr. Stern asked me to tell you the doctor's here for your shoulder,' she told Simon. "'And you, sweetie.' She sat down in the bench across from Hannah and smiled slyly. "'I thought you might want a little snack. Nothing works up an appetite like honeymooning.' Simon didn't have to look at his wife to guess the shade of red creeping into her cheeks. He and Hannah both stood at the same time, and he touched the back of her shoulder. "'I'll be back soon,' he whispered. "'I'll be waiting here.' "'There's no hurry, darling,' Mrs. Stern called after him. "'A girl's got to eat to keep up her energy, you know.' He glanced at Hannah's timid smile, and for a moment he faltered. He didn't want to leave her even for a few minutes. Then he remembered. This was forever.' When Mr. Stern joined their lives in marriage, it wasn't so they could spend a little time together again before they headed out for their next mission. No, this was different. This time, there would be no more goodbyes. Behind them both, the empty hammock rocked gently in the breeze. Hey there, Alana Terry, once more. I really hope that you enjoyed Torn Asunder. I hope that it was a blessing and an encouragement to you. I want to let you know that over the next few days, I'll be rolling out some bonus episodes, which will include the Torn Asunder after show and give you a feel for what's coming up next in the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me. I hope that the chapters and episodes and audiobooks are a true blessing for you. And we will talk to you real soon.